When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mitch Trubisky is going to be the starter. Can we can we just get that part out of the way? Okay. I don't believe there was ever a quarterback battle in the sense of who'd be the starter. I don't know how much more obvious that could have been. But I do believe that there could slash should be a battle for what's left. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. The Steelers are back in Latrobe today. There's just a handful of additional days left of what's really training camp once the practices move down to the south side it's no longer considered training camp although there are a lot of people who will incorrectly call it that practice out there at saint vincent college is scheduled for 1:55 p.m and it is open to the public the steelers of course beat the seahawks 32 to 25 in their preseason opener saturday night i was there felt like i learned a lot almost felt kind of like a A catch-up session more than anything else after having spent a few days over in Europe with my son. Yesterday's bonus edition, because I just kind of felt like it, of Daily Shot of Steelers. I focused a lot on the offensive line and went past the obvious lowest hanging fruit in the equation, meaning talking about quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. I'm going to do a little bit of that today, but it won't be about the starter. I, I can't say this strongly enough. Mitch is the guy. I don't care whether they've named him that or not. I don't care that Tomlin continues to utilize every tool in his kit. And you're going to have to trust me on this one without my explaining it in detail to try to get out the message that the competition's not over until we see either A, Mitch fall on his face, which he most certainly did not do Saturday night, or B, any drill, even a rep within a drill, not have Mitch as the first guy in line. I mean, don't overthink this. He's it. And I'm okay with that. As I've said, ever since he was signed, I think when you get a guy 
who had his background, his pedigree, number two overall in the draft, the Bears. I know there's some listeners who will bite back whenever I bring that up. And how do you do that? Don't you pay any attention to what he did in Chicago? Of course I do. Of course I did do that diligence. And I came to the same conclusion that a lot of people have come, which is that the Bears are really rotten with quarterbacks and, in general, offenses. And I'd rather see how he does with another team. I don't know what Matt Canada is going to do to improve on all that, but he's not with the Bears anymore, and that in and of itself is a blessing. But that, to me, shouldn't take away the concept of competition here because I don't want Kenny Pickett to be this team's number three quarterback. I don't think that helps Pickett. I don't think that helps the Steelers in the short term or the long term. Now, the first part of that has to be that Pickett shows he could handle an NFL offense if needed and in short order. I think he got off to a pretty good start in that regard the other night. It's the perfect time to advance your career and invest in yourself. Point Park University has lowered tuition on many master's degrees. Pay the same low master's price for courses online or on our downtown Pittsburgh campus. Whatever works best for you. Choose from over 30 Point Park master's and doctoral degrees. Visit pointpark.edu slash graduate to learn more. Save thousands of dollars with Point Park's reduced master's tuition. Visit pointpark.edu slash graduate. The other thing that has to happen, of course, is that Mike Tomlin has to be open-minded to it, which you would think that he is since these vibes that are coming out from the team, and again, I'm not going to elaborate, always, always, always originate with the head coach. That's just an understanding of what that culture is. He is that culture. He is the one who will send out all of the various messages through whatever means he deems necessary in the moment. He is only focused on one thing. He's not worried about us or our info or anything like that. He's trying to have some kind of effect on people who are inside his world, even if that effect ultimately ends up coming to them from the outside, meaning people like me and others who do what I do. I'd like to see, for both of those reasons, Kenny Pickett be given a real chance to be the backup. I feel like from the player's perspective, being inactive and not dressed for games on Sunday is, this is an intangible thing, so don't take it too seriously, but I do think it's a real thing. I feel like it'd be the Steelers saying to their first-round pick, you don't really matter. We're not giving you a helmet. Uh, You can just stand over here, hold a clipboard, uh, look intense, high-five some guys and whatever else, study film all week. You'd be really not much different than Chris Oladokun, you know? He'd be in that same category, and that, that, uh, that doesn't sit well with Two, from the preparational standpoint, 
Look, it's one thing to be a backup. It's another thing to be the third stringer. You're a third stringer. You got no way of getting into that game. If you're the backup and you're watching what's happening out there and you know that you're one play away from participating, there's just got to be a different level of the way you're absorbing the scene in front of you. I don't care if you're the greatest quarterback student of all time. Like if you're Kyler Murray for crying out loud, you're just not going to be that invested. I remember vividly Mason Rudolph saying last year that there was just a very different feel when he found out the night before that Ben might not be able to start a game. Remember that because of a positive COVID test and that he just locked in a lot more knowing the night before. that That's just human nature. That's not a criticism. And the final thing is this is a pretty big part of your franchise's future from the team standpoint. And it makes sense to have him involved right away to keep him involved. And oh, by the way, as long as I keep adding to this list, which I'm doing here, he might be a better quarterback right now. Okay, he might be a better quarterback right now than Mason. So let it play out. Let it go to whatever script it is that Tomlin seems to be wanting to convince people that exists, but allow it to reach the most common sense solution that's available. And that's for Kenny to be the backup. When we come back, J1Q. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbage, Kelly, and George. LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp and medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated Super Lawyers, capital S, capital L, for the past 15 years. And yes, that is a real thing. The Super Lawyer designation is reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. And today's J1Q comes from Tony, and it is short and bittersweet. At what point do the Steelers move on? 
from Devin Bush. Tony, that point is not right now. If you're asking for a prediction versus an opinion, my prediction is that there's no chance of seeing Mike Tomlin and the brass give up on Bush in this calendar year. Even though Kevin Colbert's not around anymore, although it was nice to see him in the locker room the other night, it was the Colbert slash Tomlin management team that traded up to get Bush at number 10 overall. So that pick hangs around Tomlin's neck every bit as much as it hangs around Colbert's neck. And they know that and they feel that. And you know what? They probably should. They probably should. And make no mistake, if you were just coming in off the street and didn't know who any of these guys were and they weren't wearing numbers or whatever else, and you didn't know that the Steelers had put in all that capital to acquire this player, you'd wonder what the heck he's even doing here. And that showing the other night probably would have had you saying a lot meaner stuff than just that because he looked not all that different from last year. He didn't look engaged. He definitely wasn't physical. And the Seahawks were running. And then they were running against a lot of guys, and the Steelers weren't using all their starters and blah, blah, blah. But he was out there. I don't care that Cam Hayward wasn't. I don't care that the rest of the defensive line wasn't for the most part. I don't care that TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith weren't. He was out there. He having been the number 10 overall pick in a recent draft, was out there in the preseason game. He wasn't held out. He and Miles Jack were the inside linebacker tandem, clearly, visibly, plainly being tested by this head coach to show what they could do. And I honestly wasn't wild about either of them, but especially not about Bush. As long as I'm at it, I didn't think much of Robert Spillane's game either, particularly not in coverage. So the ILB position is a concern, which I've been saying here for months that it should be. It should be number one on the list of concerns on that side of the football. And at least in that small context, it didn't disappoint. But my goodness, Colin, what you're bringing up is something completely different. Um, it's cutting ties. You're talking about either a release or trading somebody for nothing. Um, that's a really, really hard pill to swallow. And I mean, I think it'd be hard even if the Steelers had all new management, meaning new head coach, new everything, because they know that the franchise invested what it did and Art Rooney was presiding over the franchise, so they wouldn't be interested in throwing away an asset in which so much had already been put into. Do you see what I'm saying here? I don't even think that it's about the caliber of the player or the potential uh, that he would still have to look again or to reclaim that trajectory that he had as a rookie. Who knows what happened to him? After this injury, who knows? Those things affect everybody differently. But I am telling you right now, without stretching a single preseason game into meaning too much, because this has been going on for a lot longer than that, he just seems different. Did you happen to notice? 
By the way, on one of those many videos that the Steelers put out on social media that it was Bush who was in the middle of the linebackers doing the who ride thing that they do. You know what I'm talking about? Joey Porter used to do it, then Ryan Shazier. TJ Watt's been the guy who's done it most often, but it was Bush before this preseason game. And it just, I don't know, maybe this is just me carrying a narrative a little too far, but it felt force, meaning it's like when you name somebody the captain of the hockey team just because they score a lot of goals and you hope that they become a leader and a more conscientious player. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that? That's that's what this was like. He's like, really? Bush is your guy? Bush is your leader? The guy who didn't want to make a tackle in 2021? And he does that, and then he goes out onto the field and just wants nothing to do, seemingly, with physical contact. Man, I mean, you can tell this is a complex, layered, all-over-the-place kind of issue. But ultimately, I believe that the answer to your question is still going to come in the form of they put so much into him that it's going to take more than what we've seen for them to give up on him. I really appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We will do another one of these tomorrow.